Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Houghton Wesleyan Church. Please stand and sing with us.
Come to worship today and we want your praise to be on our lips. We want all that we do to bring honor and glory to you, to open our lives to you, let you speak to us as we worship you. We pray that you will be glorified in our worship and that we will draw closer to you and to one another and just have more of your heart. Thank you for being present with us today. And we ask this and pray this and give you thanks to Christ. Amen. Sure word of greeting, others here in worship this morning. gather for worship, uh, one thing uh, is hot, and it hasn't been hot like this, so I uh, apologize for that. We're doing the best we can with it, but that's okay. And uh, it's Youth Sunday. This is a day when uh, we think about all the ways in which we, we nurture the faith of our children and our young people, and this is a day where they have the opportunity to give back to us, to nurture our faith a little bit this morning, and we're excited about uh, this, that not only the, the group is leading us in with music, but the other ways in which uh, they'll be leading our service. And we give thanks to God for these wonderful young people that are standing up here, as well as those who are seated here. And we'll hear more about that in a few moments. Uh, but we're excited to have them lead us in worship today. I want to uh, welcome the, the guys from Genesee Rapids baseball team. Their season started last night and look forward to uh, interacting with them this summer. I know many of you are hosting them and uh, go to games, but we're just happy to have you guys here and uh, look forward to having a chance to meet many of you throughout the rest next few months. Uh, this also is, uh, we're just a week or so, next Saturday, General Conference starts. This is an event every four years where uh, Wesleyans from all over the world gather. This year the conference is in Buffalo and uh, begins next Saturday. We'll go through the next Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, you're invited to attend any of the sessions you want at the Hyatt Regency up in Buffalo. Uh, you do have to register for that. You can uh, go through uh, the Wesleyan.org website to do that. Uh, but also looking, since we, it's in our district, we're, we're sort of the host, serving as hosts of this. So they're looking for some more people who can help out. One of the ways of doing that is being greeters 
as people arrive at hotels, to just be there, welcome them, help them get acclimated. Uh, if you are interested in doing that, uh, just uh, let me know or send a note to the church office and we'll get you connected with the people. They're mainly looking for folks next Saturday to uh, be available at uh, one of the hotels where folks are staying. Uh, we're also extremely excited about uh, this coming week as uh, all the missionaries from Global Partners, which is the uh, missionary arm of the Western Church, will be here on the campus of Houghton College. Uh, they will be here for uh, some time together, a uh, conference of, of uh, amplifying their vision and their ministry, and we're excited to be a part of that. We are helping out by uh, taking care of some of the young children during the sessions this week, so the, so the parents are free to be a part of uh, the, the uh, conference. Uh, we, we're just excited to be, have them here and uh, be the hosting place for them. And we're also happy, and a number of them are here this morning uh, in preparation for the event. But we're also happy to have uh, the executive uh, director of Global Partners, Dennis Jackson, here. And uh, he's going to come and share just a little bit about what's happening this week and just a little bit about Global Partners. Yes, sir. Sure. Well, it's an incredible delight to be here, especially on this Sunday, Memorial Sunday, when I pastored. There wouldn't be this many people here. So uh, great that we're having a youth Sunday. And I just thought as we were sitting here, so many internationals among us who I believe are going to go out and make a difference in the world that they are going to. And uh, what a privilege it is. I, I was reminded when I thought of this church, of Colossians chapter 1, where Paul says this, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we've heard of your faith and the love that you have for all the saints. And then he goes on to say this, it's been true ever since God worked in your lives. You shared in the truth of the gospel. All over the world, this same gospel is bearing fruit. And it first developed in you, Paul says, when Epaphras was among you. You know who Epaphras was? Probably not. He was a missionary. In fact, this group got reached in Colossae because somebody sent somebody to go out and be engaged with them. And these people responded, and they discovered the love of Christ, they discovered the grace of Christ, and they said, we've got to experience this. Not only did they experience, but they helped other missionaries to go out. And I thought of Houghton Wesleyan Church and how you're ascending church. In fact, you're getting rid of one of your staff guys here pretty quick, Kevin and Cindy Austin, and we're grateful for that. I mean, I know it's a loss to you, but it's a gain to us, having them back in Czech Republic and stuff. I was looking over your Faith Promise goals for this year, and, and all-star people, many of them right from this region, and so grateful for the way you support them. I want to encourage in your faith promise. Some of you probably are so dedicated to faith promise, it's like, oh, here we go again. That's, that's fun. We love doing that. But my guess is that there are a few of you who maybe have never engaged in that. Some of you are saying, well, you know, I, I give to the church. That kind of takes care of it. Well, faith promise is different. Some of you are saying, well, I'm, I'm a little too old. We're on a fixed income. We can't really do much more. Some of you are so young, you're saying, can't do that, uh, don't have any money. Yeah, got that. I remember one time uh, we gave a great challenge in our church, and uh, our daughter, our youngest daughter, decided that she would trust God that with whatever she earned in babysitting, she was like 13 years old, whatever she earned in babysitting, she would give to missions that year. Now, she had had like one or two people she babysat for, and so she thought, I don't know, really anything will happen, you know. But she started doing that, and all of a sudden, the calls started coming in. 
the calls started coming in. And, and she started babysitting and stuff like that. And, and people found out the story. She never told anybody, hey, I give all this to missions. Never told. But the story got getting out. She'd babysit for somebody for two hours. And they go, you're doing that mission thing, right? They give her 25 bucks, you know. She's going, wow, you know. Got really excited. She actually that year was in our top ten givers in our church. Now, she never babysat again any time in her life. I mean, we're like, Julie, you need to be at home sometime. I have to babysit, you know. I mean, she literally gave hundreds and thousands of dollars that year because she trusted God to do something through her life. You know what? I want to encourage you to take a small step and stuff. In fact, I saw the goal is 31000 What? How awesome would it be if it came out to like 35000 or or, 40, or 45000 or something like that? Because I'm looking at this room going, you know what? You can make an incredible difference. Hey, we're so glad that you're partnering with us this week. Uh, we have about 400 people that are coming in, all of our missionaries. In fact, if you're with GP, would you just stand really quickly this morning? Some of them got in so late, they're not going to be here until second service. Way in the back, Romy, one of your missionaries. Romy, back there, yeah. And uh, thanks so much. There will be a lot more in the second service, but most of them come in tomorrow. And uh, you're serving our children, our child care for zero to four years. Not zero, I guess one day at least to four years old. And you might be involved in that, and we're just so grateful for that. I, I can't tell you what that means to our missionaries, who most of the places they serve never have nurseries. They're always, you know, manhandling the children and things like that, and you're making a difference. But your prayers make a difference. And could I just appeal to you in two ways this morning? One, would you join us in bathing this time in prayer? We've got a great plan. We've got great strategies. We've got great ideas. But unless God moves, you know, it really doesn't matter. So would you join us in prayer? Just send up a prayer that the Holy Spirit would move among us. And then second, I'm looking out at this crowd pastor and saying, you know what? Some of you need to consider going with Global Partners as a missionary. In fact, here's what I believe everywhere I go, and I always pray this prayer. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. It's one of the great gifts. He speaks to us primarily through His Word, but He also also whispers to us. And for some of you, when I said that just a moment ago, you thought, huh, that that clicked with me somehow as a new thought. Maybe I could be a missionary. For some of you, God's already been speaking to you for some time, and you got prompted again like, hey, when are you going to do something about this? And there could even be some of you who are saying, you know what, i got to talk to somebody about that. Hey, drift up the hill this week and talk to somebody. Talk to some of these that just stood up. If God's speaking to your heart, drawing you to the mission, we'd love to be a part of that. Well, we're so blessed to be here this morning. Thank you so much, Pastor, for allowing us to share. And I just want to say, and could just the Global Partners people, could we show our appreciation to this congregation for all they do? Thank you. God bless you. Morning. As Pastor West said, this is Youth Sunday this morning, so we're excited about that. And one of the things that we usually do on Youth Sunday is we recognize our seniors. And uh, so we have our graduating seniors from our church here this morning. They're going to stand up, come up here in front. Come on up, guys. Just line up across the front here. That would be good. Down just a little bit, guys. 
Aren't they beautiful? Yeah. That's right. Uh, so we, we'd like to take a moment and just, first of all, acknowledge our gratefulness to God for their presence, uh, the presence that they have been with us. Uh, we're so grateful that you guys have been with us, and we want to also make sure that you understand that we love you, and our prayers are going to go with you into whatever the next step is. And just to acknowledge this moment, this milestone that you've reached in your life. And so we're so grateful for that. And I know you guys can see a list in the bulletin of, of the seniors uh, that are here and maybe attach a face to a name that you didn't know before. And we're also going to take a moment just to pray for this group. And I'm going to have uh, Carlos and Lori and Wes, you guys come up and get behind them there. And, uh, and then we're going to have anyone else who would like to. Uh, before we do that, before we pray, I'm going to pass the microphone so you can kind of just get a sense of who they are. They're going to tell you their name, their uh, where they're from, and uh, what they're going to be doing next year. Okay? Hi, my name is Catherine. I'm from China, and I will be graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to the University of Washington next year. Hi, Paul Lai from Vietnam. I'm going to Boston, uh, Wentworth Institute of Technology. Hello, my name is Hudi Pollock, and I am from Houghton, and I'm graduating from my home, and I'm going to study culinary at Finger Lakes. Hi, um, I'm J.D. Nichols. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I will be attending Gonzaga University in Washington State. Hi, my name is Frankie. I'm from China. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. I'm going to Northeastern for marketing. Hi, my name is Rita. I'm from Hong Kong, graduating from Houghton Academy, going to the University of Arizona. My name is Kyo from Korea, and I'm, gra I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. I'm going back to Korea for college. Hi, my name is Mario. I'm from China, and I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. I'm going to pick breakfast. Um, my name is Kimmy, and I come from China. And I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. I'm going to Miami University next year. Uh, hi, I'm Mavis. I'm from China. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm going to Northeastern University. Hi, my name is Carrie from China. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. And I haven't made my decision yet, but I'm sure I will go to university next year. Um, good morning. My name is Angel. I'm from China. I'll be graduating Hot Academy, and I'll go to Switzerland for my college next year. It's in Europe. So my major will be hospitality.
My name is Johnson. I'm coming from China. I'm going to University of Massachusetts, Boston next year. Hello, my name is Ken. I'm from China, and I'm going. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. I'm going to University of Connecticut next year. I'm Alana. I'm also graduating from Houghton Academy, and I will be attending Gordon College in Boston next year. Hi, I'm Derek. I'm from the Brennan's house. Also from China. Uh, I'm going to University of Buffalo next year. Hi, I'm Debbie. I'm from China. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm also going to University of Buffalo next year. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Stephen, and uh, I'm from Rwanda and I'm um, graduating from uh, Houghton Academy, and I'll be going to New York Institute of Technology. Next. Hello, my name is Sebastian. I'm from Vietnam, and I'll be studying in uh, Manhattanville College next year. Hi, I'm Elise from Cameroon. I'll be going to AIC in Massachusetts next year. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy. Hi, my name is Mo. I'm from Nigeria. I'm going to LaSalle University in Philadelphia, and I'll be majoring in psychology. Hi, my name is Monica. I'm from Cameroon. I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'll be going to University of Buffalo next year. Hi, I'm Daniel from Korea. I'll be graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'll be going to Temple University next year. My name is Ade. I'm from Nigeria. I'll be graduating from Houghton, and I'll be going to Drexel University in the fall. Hi, my name is Ahirama. I'm from Houghton Academy, and I'll be graduating. I mean, I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'll be attending the University of Nottingham in the UK next year. Hi, my name is Nonya. Um, I'll be graduating from Houghton Academy, and I'm from Nigeria, <laughs> and I'll be attending York University. Hello, everyone. My name is Bernice Ayorinde. I am from Nigeria. I will be graduating from Houghton Academy, and I will be attending Hofstra University in fall. Hello. My name is Sarati Motiva. I'm from Lesotho. Um, I'm graduating from Houghton Academy, and uh, I'm currently undecided, but for sure I'm going to college. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carlos Gildemeister. I'm graduating from Cuba Rushford, and I'm planning on attending Houghton. Great. So, as I said before, we want to take a moment and pray for you guys and uh, be
be assured of our prayers, and uh, we'll be asking God's blessing for you as you go forward. But for right now, why don't you guys turn around and just kneel down at the altar there? And I'd like anyone, friends and family, let's come forward. Let's lay, lay hands on them, and I've asked three or four people to pray. And now let's just take this moment to, uh, to pray for them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for your love for us and for blessing us with this group of young people. We're grateful for the ways that you have been working in their lives and shaping them, Father, and all of us through them. We're, we're grateful for their part in our community of faith. We ask, Father, now as they have reached this significant milestone in their life, Father, that you would bless and you would continue to grow them into the people that you would have them to be. May they cling to you and walk closely with you on their journey, Father. We ask your blessing on them in every way. Father, as I look out at this treasure, each one of these students is such a gift, such a wonder, and so loved by you and by us. Father, I want to thank you for bringing each one of these students into our lives this year. Thank you for entrusting us to take care of them for a time, and now we give them back to you. We pray, Father, that you would surround them with people who love you wherever they go. I pray that in their minds, in their hearts, they will know of your love for them as well as ours. We ask a special blessing on them as they get ready to take this big step in life. And we ask, Father, that nothing but you would fill the empty places in their hearts that they will feel at times. And I pray, Father, that they will reach out and that they will feel a touch from you and know of your presence in their lives. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Lord, as these young men and women head towards the finish line, I pray they finish strong pray that you give them the strength to cross that finish line running in your will, trusting you along the way. Bless their journey as it's in your name. Father, as we look at uh, all of these wonderful young people in front of us, some of their spiritual memories go back to pretty much the first day of their lives. For others, the memories are shorter. But we pray that you will instill within each of them a sense of your goodness, your mercy, your truth, your grace, and your presence. We pray, Father, that you will, you will establish commitments that have been made in these years here. We pray that you will protect them as they go on to the next stage of life and face new challenges and new circumstances in all of those May they learn 
what they've been taught, that you are trustworthy and you are good and that you're with them. We pray, Father, for your anointing upon every one of their lives and whatever they are pursuing as a life vocation, that they will know your grace upon them, your leading, your guiding, and that they will know your blessing. And we pray, Father, that every one of them, because they sense who you are, have hearts that are open to you more and more every day, every week, every month, every year. We ask for your grace and blessing upon every one of these young people kneeling before us. May they know our love. May they know your presence. And we pray all of this through Christ Jesus. Amen. will come forward to assist us in the givings of our tithes and offerings.
spend some uh, time praying for the needs of our lives, of our world. If you'd like to come and offer your prayers at the altar rail, please come and join me. Father, our world is filled with so much pain and heartache, death and destruction, with insecurity and fear. Father, today we we come to you and, and ask for your grace upon us and upon the needs that are connected to us. We pray for people who are struggling with grief, and we think especially of family and friends of Dana Pickup. Ask for your comforting presence on them. We pray for all who are struggling with health concerns. For Rob Waltz, Blanche Weaver, Luke Heisinger, Wade Marsh, Sheldon Emerson, Doug Bogdan, Barb Rangel, Bob Schaubert, for Laurel Buecher, Warren Woolsey, Bill Getty, for Phil Muecher, Mike Raybuck, Jill Tyson, Bruce Brenneman, for Bev Rett and Micah Christensen, Linda Roth and Dick Gould, for Crystal Blake and Emily Cricklar, and others who are on our minds and our hearts today. Father, we pray for not only the, those who are close to us, but also for those in needs and ministries around us. Today we pray for the Belmont Gospel Fellowship and Pastor Lyons. Thank you for their ministry and for this congregation of believers, and we pray that you will continue to bless them and pour out your spirit upon them, that they will be light in the darkness and hope and despair in their community and beyond. Father, we think of the wider needs of our, of our nation, people of, in Flint, Michigan, who are still dealing with water issues, and places of violence and, and turmoil, and we ask for peace in all of those places. Father, we pray for the wider world. We, uh, we pray for refugees, many of whom are Christians who are fleeing persecution and opposition. We pray your protection and your grace upon them. We pray for the people in Sri Lanka who are uh, trying to recover from the recent flooding and so much destruction and death and pain and heartache. We ask that your church will be a presence there. We pray for the Rodrigos as they lead the Wesleyan effort there. Pour out your spirit upon them. Father, we thank you for your people who go other places of the world to share the gospel. And this week, as all the the missionaries and global partners will come together, we pray that you will bless them, that this will be an awesome time together, a time of bonding, a time of spiritual nurture, a time of coming together in vision and purpose that as they go from this place, there will be greater sense of hope and joy and purpose wherever people go, whatever they're doing, and a connectedness to your church. We pray that it will be a time of inspiration and encouragement. And Father, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who um, face great difficulties because of their faith. We think of those who are in closed countries of Central Asia 
as a seminar is coming together to help parents raise children in the faith in very difficult circumstances. We pray that this will be a wonderful time of encouragement and help. And Father, on this Memorial Day weekend, we stop and give thanks for all of the people who have sacrificed so much for the freedom that we have, even to come and worship here today. We thank you for every life that's been given, for everyone who has, who has sacrificed and, and borne the burden through the years of our nation. And we pray, Father, that there will be comfort where there is pain and healing where there is struggle. And we pray, Father, as a nation, we will be people who give thanks for all that people do for each other and for all of your blessings. We pray that we will not take any of them for granted, but that we will bear witness of you in every way possible. Father, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your grace upon us. We offer our prayers in the strong and powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who teaches us the model for prayer, which we now pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As soon as Clay's done reading... The scripture, children can be dismissed for Children's Church and Junior Church. Those being up, those are leaning forward, leaning much forward, to him, in voice changes, to his successor, in points, in stories, in his age, when all your success is, put a hot do a how you plan.
seated. start writing now when I'm not really rested, it could have upset my thinking, which is no good at all. I'll get a fresh start tomorrow, and it's not due till Wednesday, so I'll have all of Tuesday. Unless something should happen. Oh, why does this always happen? I should be outside playing, getting fresh air and sunshine. I work best under pressure, and there'll be lots of pressure if I wait till tomorrow. I should start writing now. Worry is a part of the human condition. Global warming, ISIS, war, shortage of natural resources, racism, other social ills, the economy, politics, whether or not we're going to have an honest president in the White House. Oh, wait, that's not going to happen. <laughs> then there are things a little closer to home. Family, relationships, weather, paying the mortgage, parenting, taxes, personal safety, how do my peers view me, and college preparations. Or, in the case of Charlie Brown, whether he should start writing his paper now. The list can go on and on. All these things occupy our time, energy, and focus. In our passage today, we'll discover that where our focus lies determines whether or not we worry. In verse 24, it says, No one can serve two masters, for you will love one and hate the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and be enslaved to money. This is very interesting. In this world, money is what keeps us going. If you have no money, you cannot get basic needs like a house or shelter or even food or clothes. So in this sense, money equals security. This thinking is what enslaves us to money. In verses 19 and 20, it says, Don't store up treasures here on earth. Where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths cannot destroy and rust cannot destroy as well. And thieves cannot break in and steal. Here Matthew is telling us that money is not true security. Instead, it is a false sense of security. Many of us have a lot of things that we own and treasure and take care of. We spend our time fixing them up and preserving them, but we don't stop to think that nothing in this life can truly be preserved on earth. For when we die, all that will matter is our treasure in heaven. It's like this, for example. Every Christmas, most of us set up Christmas decorations. In my experience, people usually put a ton of effort in these decorations. We go out, try to find the perfect tree, we make a big day of it, we get the decorations out of the basement, we break our backs to make our house the perfect, perfect winter wonderland. But in a month or two, we just tear it all down. What is it for? We get a good feeling in the approval of others. And I will admit... It is really fun to have your house in the holiday spirit, too. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to decorate, as long as you remember the true reason that you should be decorating. This life on earth is only temporary in preparing us for the real and eternal life in heaven with God. So there's no reason to worry about our worldly possessions. So spending our lives worrying about how we're going to secure our life on earth is foolish. 
We should be spending our time securing our treasure in heaven. This is all well and good. Now we know we shouldn't worry about money. But how do we actually do this? If you go and get rid of all of your money and belongings, you'll for certain have a life without burdens. But it could be a very short life. <laughs> There's a saying that everything you own also owns you. Let's say, for example, you buy this big property with a huge lawn. That'll be awesome. You have a big lawn which you can have picnics, play sports with friends or family, or even have a huge family reunion. Then the time comes when you have to mow it. And you wish you had less property to mow. This really takes up your time and money, because when you get a big lawn, you're probably going to want to buy a rideable lawnmower. When that breaks, you're going to have to buy the tools to fix it, then spend even more time that you could be spending doing something else. But instead, your number one priority becomes taking care of the mower so that you can take care of your lawn. This is the same thing that money does to our relationship with God. Surely it's not a bad thing to have a big lawn, or in this case, have a lot of money. But it only becomes a bad thing when it starts taking up your time with God. What does it look like to serve God as opposed to serving money? This is a tricky line to walk. Most of us can wholeheartedly say that we want to serve Jesus, yet we do worry, don't we? Material things, finances, feeding our family, college tuition even whether or not we have enough to go to the movies with our friends. Believe it or not, this is what serving money looks like. The word serve implies slavery, or being a slave. You cannot be owned by two masters. In this case, God and money. You must choose one. It's easy to say choose, but the needs and concerns that we face are very real. They're, they're in our face daily. So, how do we put aside our concerns and fully serve God? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> in verses 25 and 27, it says, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday, everyday life, whether you have enough food to drink and enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? It's interesting that Matthew uses the birds as an example. If you look at the birds, you notice there's some pretty hard workers. They certainly hunt for their food, work hard to build their nests as shelter. Yet, even with all of that, they ultimately rely on God to provide, which he does. So, by saying, don't worry, God is not prohibiting work. He's not saying, sit back and do nothing, and I'll bring those provisions to you. But he is saying that we should not worry about those things. For if we are in need, and we lay all our troubles on him, He'll provide what we need, whether it be by a mysterious gift or by being offered a new job. God will provide for all of your needs. Your Heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? As we said in the beginning, worry is part of being human. It comes with the job. Think about it. We worry about everything. We even, sometimes especially, worry about things that we cannot control, like whether it'll if it'll be good enough to do an outdoor activity, or if it'll be safe to travel. Where's the point in that? In verse 28 through 30, it says, And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Matthew uses the illustration of flowers for a reason. 
This is to show us that even the lilies, who have no control over what happens to them, for they cannot make shelter, they cannot go out and hunt for their own food, so they must have complete faith in God for all of their needs. At this point, you may think that Matthew is just repeating his ideas over and over again, but still after hearing it many times, I bet that most of us still worry about how we're going to fix our financial troubles, or if whether or not the weather will be good for an event, or about something else we cannot control. Why is this? I guess hearing an idea and agreeing intellectually is often easier said than done. So, in verses 31 through 33, Matthew goes on with his ideas of how not to worry one more time. He says, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will I eat? What will I drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers. But your heavenly Father knows all of your deeds. Sink, seek the kingdom of heaven of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Much of the Bible is complex and you really need to dig into it to find the reason that God put it in there. This passage is pretty straightforward, yet we still have the tendency to worry daily. Our worries draw our focus away from God and toward these pointless thoughts. There's no reason to worry about your troubles for no matter what they are, if you seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, he will give you everything you need. After we realize all of this, Matthew leaves us with the perfect closer. Verse 34 says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles are enough for today. We know we can trust God. He's our Heavenly Father. Our earthly fathers are only human and tend to mess up from time to time, but we still love and trust them. God is our spiritual Father. He will never mess up. He loves you deeply and is able to buy, provide for all of your needs. If we focus on him and his design for our life, there's no room for worry. Let me pray for you. Dear God, I pray that we can all learn to trust you fully and just lay our lives onto you and that you can free us from worry for no matter what it is that we know that you can provide. Amen. stand and sing with us.
benediction your heavenly father knows he knows and he loves you and you go this week and rest in that love amen